Welcome to the Imposter Syndrome Terminator podcast. My name is Ines Padar, and I'm a spiritual mindset and business coach. The goal of this podcast is to help you use the full power of your subconscious mind to ditch imposter syndrome, raise your vibration, unlock the doors to abundance, and grow a low stress and high income business. So let's get started. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode dedicated to the one-on-one mentorship program. I hope the quality of the sound will be all right because we have just lost electricity here in my neighborhood in Costa Rica. It usually happens when it rains, but this time it was for free, even though it's pretty sunny. So anyhow, recording this on my phone, I'll edit the sound later. So welcome to this episode about the one-on-one mentorship program where you will get to get a feeling of whether the one-on-one mentorship and what we achieve in this mentorship, what we do and what we work on, is something that you are looking for both personally and in order to grow a business. And I think that the best way for me to explain this is through some case studies of what we've done with past clients. And if you can relate to that, if you recognize yourself into their stories, Uh, And if you feel that that's something you would want to replicate, you will kind of know that this mentorship program uh, is right for you. I'll also talk about the mentorship program, obviously, uh, after the case studies. I'll try to keep it as short as possible, but yet as long as necessary, so you can really get a full grasp and idea of what the mentorship is about, so you can make the best decision for yourself. So I've had many one-on-one clients who came for many different reasons, but overall the main common goal was to grow the business and to make more money or to feel better while making more money. And many of them had come to me either when they were in the earlier stages of their business and they wanted to grow fast without wasting time on useless stuff that wouldn't move the needle, so that's case number one. I had quite a few clients who came when their business was picking up momentum, everything was really exciting, they were increasing their monthly revenue, and they were so excited but kind of freaking out a bit too um, about whether they could sustain that, so they came to me so we can build like a rock-solid foundation around their business as well as a launch sales and mindset plan in the future in order to not only continue the growth but sustain it and not sabotage it later which is definitely something that I had sought mentorship for in the past. And I have a lot of clients who also came because after reaching an amazing goal, maybe it was their first 5 or 10 or 20k month, or some sort of big success in their business, it all started started to stagnate. The dreaded stagnation or even worse, regression, which is a word, a word that what our nightmares are are made of. When you start regressing, when you think you're going backwards, when your monthly income doesn't only stagnate, it diminishes. And that is not a good feeling. So that is basically the scope of why people come to me. And I also have an occasional client who does come to me for not necessarily business-related topics, even though ultimately everything is always linked but more because they have past trauma or PTSD that they know is impacting their life or their romantic relationships or their relationships with their friends. Maybe it's creating a sense of unsafety in general and it's not helping in their business. So they come to me or maybe it's like a chronic health issue that is not going away. I've had quite a few clients who came for chronic skin issues. 
uh, autoimmune issues, etc., or gut issues that wouldn't go away, and who knew that there was a deeper cause and who wanted to explore the deeper cause. And I have trained and I'm very comfortable and familiar with clients who have trauma or PTSD or all sorts of elements that don't fall into the classic business category, uh, as that's what I started with before I picked my niche in imposter syndrome. So let's get into a few case studies. I picked uh, some that are stories we wouldn't usually hear because I thought it would be very interesting for you. So a very long time ago, and when I started my business, I had this lovely lady who was a trauma specialist who came to me and she wanted to increase her prices. She was fully booked. Her business was extremely successful and she was fully booked. She didn't have any capacity to take on more clients, but she was undercharging, which meant that she was exhausted, she was burnt out, and she really wasn't making the type of money that her niche and her work deserved. Because, I mean, when you work with trauma, you also have to acknowledge that it's it can take a toll on your well-being uh in general and also her clients were experiencing mind-blowing transformation where they had been crippled by their heavy heavy PTSD or trauma in the past couldn't live a normal life and within you know three to ten sessions they were completely free and you know that kind of liberation freedom and transformation should be uh compensated accordingly so she came to me and she thought you know I think it's just a self-worth thing and I'm also afraid of losing clients so if I start charging more I'm just afraid that less people will come and now I have a great business that's fully booked and I don't want to mess with that so we did hypnosis and it was so so interesting I asked her subconscious mind why it didn't felt uh, didn't feel safe about increasing her prices and she went back back to a bunch of events um one of which which was the most emotional she cried so much and it was really moving I cried too was about her mom who had died of cancer and her mom had sacrificed everything for their children including my client so they could have a better life and better opportunity they came from a very very poor uh, part of the country aside in an Asian country I'm not gonna give more details um, and her mom had basically sacrificed her entire life for her kids and unfortunately she never uh, made it and lived long enough to see her daughter succeed which was very painful and the way that my client's mind had coded the information is if I increase my prices some people who really need my help might die just like my mom died because if they don't get access to my help when I increase my prices uh, they will not heal and they might die and I will have to relive the pain all over again that I lived when my mom died and it was extremely intense and she absolutely hadn't realized that her increasing her prices had anything to do with her mom so we brought a lot of peace and healing um, until she, and reframes, reframes is really the most powerful tool for your mind to code information differently and perceive information differently until she understood that the best way to honor her mom who had sacrificed everything for her was for her to live the wonderful life that her mom had always wanted her to live, not to be burned out and work herself to death like her mom had done. And that her mom would want nothing more than her daughter recognizing the value of her outstanding work and charging accordingly. So she could also have more time to take care of herself and more time to breathe and take care of her physical and mental health. So we did that session and 
she literally increased she doubled or like increased her prices by 50% or doubled them within the next seven days with no resistance whatsoever all of the fear around increasing the prices and what might happen was completely gone and non-surprisingly it absolutely did not affect how many clients wanted to work with her her clients were still there most of them were happy to pay more which still wasn't that much um, compared to what she could charge and the few clients who were not willing to do that either joined one of another container that she was able to create because now she had more time which was like group therapy or some sort of membership where they could still get immense benefits Um, and new people who were willing to pay her new prices also just made their way into her reality. So that was case study number one, and I have a few of them because I I think it was so interesting. I had another client who really wanted to increase her monthly income, so she was successfully getting one-on-one clients in her niche, which was like stress and anxiety for moms. It was working really well, But she had this visibility thing where she was not really showing uh, up on camera. She was not posting pictures of herself because she was scared. Scared of a bunch of things around visibility, but what exactly? She thought it was fear of judgment, what her colleagues might think, etc, etc. And when we went deeper, it had all to do with it not feeling safe to be visible as a kid because she had a violent parent was sometimes physically, mostly verbally abusive, especially when um, he drank. And she memorized the information, which everyone in her shoes would have memorized too, that it was not safe to be seen. And when she is seen, and when she makes herself uh, or puts herself out there, then she is way more vulnerable to getting hit or getting screamed at, which was extremely traumatizing as a kid. Once we cleared that, she had no problem making herself visible on social media and more clients started to reach out because, again, there is this subtle part where when we say I can't be seen, I don't want people to find me, just like my dad found me and yelled at me, we also say I don't want to be seen and found by clients, right? And then she had this other aspect where she had a job and four kids, which was a lot to handle, and she just didn't physically have time to work more on her business. And the obvious answer to that would be quit the job or at least reduce the percentage, but she just couldn't get herself to do it because it felt too unsafe and she wanted to make sure that she had enough money to pay the bills and feed her children. So again, we did hypnosis and she was regressed to a time in her childhood when after a very hectic uh, period and breakup within the family, She lived alone with her mom, who had her and her six siblings to feed, and sometimes there was no food, and they had to rely on food stamps. There was this charity that would give them boxes of food every Monday, and sometimes the charity had like problems, or it was like one or two days late, and it was absolute panic from her mom on whether her kids would get a meal or a snack that day. So for her, leaving her job felt unsafe, like at a primal, visceral, cellular level. So what we did is I absolutely did not tell her to quit her job because that's too much of a leap, but we negotiated with her mind and we said, okay, what if we reduce the percentage to a percentage that still gets the bills paid and the kids fed? But we will still reduce the percentage. I think it was maybe 20 or 25% that she could reduce while still having income. 
And those 20 to 25% would be like one day more for the business, which would allow her to generate a few more clients, which would compensate for the extra income she wasn't making in her job. And eventually she could reduce more and more and more until her business completely made the amount that her job did. So the part of her mind was okay with that. That's what we negotiated. And literally, and I was so surprised when she texted me that within 10 or 14 days, she quit her job. And she didn't even have to wait until she made the extra money to feel okay quitting her job because we made her feel safe from within rather than rely on something else from without, like money, to feel safe. And when you feel safe from within, you always attract the money because you feel safe and you don't need anything to feel safe. And it was outstanding and she eventually had her highest income month, which was $9,000 and prior to that it was maybe maximum four to five on her best month and average two to three. And she stabilized around five to 10K each month, which was about triple than what she used to do once we healed and released the PTSD and the trauma around not feeling safe and not having basic uh, needs like food that were met when she was a child. Uh, I had another client who came to me for a four-month mentorship program um, because after having her highest income month, which was like around 10k, everything was fun and games, everything started to crumble down and regress, the dreaded regression, to the point where she was barely making the numbers that she was making at the very beginning of her business. That really felt like absolute insult to injury. So when, you know, you start a business, you're making, I don't know, 500 bucks, 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, and then you grow and scale to 6, 7, 10, 12, and then something happens and you're back making two grand. So of course, two grand is better than zero, but that's not an easy perspective to have once you've made 12 or 15. So she was like, what is going on here? And it was so interesting because for her, it was a lot of generational fear. So it wasn't really something that happened in her life. It was more of a generational thing in her family, plus past life, um, past life events. She went to a lot of past lives as we did hypnosis. And by the way, I used to not really believe, not that I didn't believe in it, but I was kind of like, huh, what's this past life thing all about? Had a bunch of clients who went back to past lives and I always respected that. And one day I had my own past life experience under hypnosis and I was like, dang, and it felt so real. So whether past lives exist or not is not the topic of this episode. Even if technically you think you go to a past life and let's imagine it's not technically true, which we can never prove anyways, as long as your mind encodes the information like that and can feel feelings from a hypothetical past life event, and gets you triggered or worked up about it, it's as relevant as something that happened yesterday. If it triggers the same emotional response, it is as relevant. The end. So there was a lot of past life things where when she was shining, when she was doing her thing, and you know, like all of us listening to this content, we're all a bit woo-woo, we all have a bit of a witch side, like a nice witch side, Um, and her niche is also pretty woo-woo, so in that past life, she it was kind of like the classic example of her being a witch and having gifts and the people in the village wanting to burn her down because she wasn't like, like everybody else. So we did a lot of work around feeling safe, being at the top, feeling safe, being seen, 
feeling safe, having more money. And there was a lot of work that we had to do too. And when I say work, I would I should rather say releasing, clearing and healing that we did around his sister. And this is what I call the nasty symbol the nasty sibling syndrome. Because I have seen it so many times with my one-on-one client clients where part of their growth stagnating or stopping has at least something to do with their siblings. So it doesn't mean your siblings are horrible, but again, it's like how your mind codes information. So if, you know, your sister or your brother was the star of the show and that one time where you got more attention because, I don't know, you you were the Cinderella princess at the school's place, and then your sister or brother got all upset and threw a massive tantrum and then your parents gave him or her all of the attention and you didn't get any validation recognition, this can code the information when I shine too bright, it's so painful because no one cares about me. So it's not safe to shine too bright, right? So there was a lot of stuff around his sister who used to bully her as a kid and who is still not exactly uh, your picture-perfect example of health, growth, and healing to this day, to put it lightly. And we really had to do a lot of releasing around feeling like the family's outcast or feeling that her family was never here to see and hear her for who she truly was, that there was always more attention on the sister because the sister was more difficult, which meant that she was neglected and she did not get her needs met. And all of those feelings where she felt that if she shines too bright, if she's too successful, the last glimmer of hope of having some sort of support or attention from her parents is going to disappear because they're going to say, oh, she's doing fine, she doesn't need us. Just like they did so many times when she was a kid and she was doing fine while her sister was the problematic child. And again, we did all of that throughout four months. And shortly after, she had her highest income month, which was about, I can't remember if it was 12000 or 17000 but basically higher than the highest month she had got before everything started to fall apart. Now, I had another one, another client who came for a procrastination issue, and this was fascinating. How the mind works is always fascinating, and this is why I train in these modalities after I healed from my depression, which is an entire other episode that you can find somewhere on my podcast, I got so fascinated with how powerful the mind is and how we can shift our energy from within and how it radically changes your life that I decided to train in all of these things. So I had this client who came because she had a procrastination issue. Like she could not, for the life of her, get herself moving on some important thing that needed to be done in the business, whether it was creating her first freebie to collect emails or launching her first program or even working on an offer. And she was really talented. She attracted money rather easily too. So it wasn't fear of failure. Like it was really weird. And I said, are you afraid of trying and failing? Are you afraid that if you have too much money, it will be hard to handle? Are you afraid of success? Like, what's the deal? And she was like, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Like, I like money. Money likes me. It's easy for me to manifest, like, luck and opportunities. But it's just like my business. I just can't get myself to do it. So again, we asked her mind why it was causing procrastination. 
and why it didn't feel safe letting her take action in her business the way she wanted to take action. And it was a very fascinating case study where she went back to scenes where when she was a kid, her mom, who was a severe alcoholic, would pass out drunk in the living room or sometimes she would even call her daughter, my client, when she was only like 15 or 17 and and beg her to pick her up. So my client had to like book a taxi and go wherever her mom had ended up and bring her back home and make sure she didn't like choke and die in her own vomit. Like it was very intense. And the message that her, her mind had encoded is if I take action in my business and my business becomes successful, which it will, All of my time will be focused on my business and I will no longer have time to take care of my mom and she's going to die. And that was so interesting because at the time we did the session, her mom was doing way, way better. Like she, again, she wasn't like your perfect picture of healing, sobriety and health, but she was doing a million percent better. She had a job, she was paying her bills, like she was doing absolutely fine. But her mind had been stuck on the information that it had, you know, registered and coded and learned at ages 15 to 17, where it was, if I'm not here for my mom, she will die. And now that I'm talking about it, I think there was one event where either she was like at sports or she was out with friends, or maybe she was working and she missed one of the calls. And it meant that her mom had stayed outside and she had like hypothermia, like if It was a bad thing that she missed the call, which of course it is when you're so drunk that you can't even remember your own name and are like outside in the cold with half of your clothes missing, right? So the the message that was registered in my client's mind is if I'm too busy, I might miss something important and then my mom is going to die. And again, that made zero sense today because her mom was doing fine and, you know, she was not responsible for her mom anymore. And as a matter of fact, when she started healing the codependency pattern of always taking care of her mom because she was so afraid she would die, her mom became resourceful. Surprise, surprise. This is something I learned the very hard way. As long as we worry about family members because we feel they can't make it without us, they never do because they know that we will be there to save them. And when we have the strength to cut the cord and take some distance, they have no other choice than become resourceful and manage their life, which they do. So long story short, her mind understood that it was safe to work on her business, that her mom was not going to die, her mom was absolutely doing fine, and the procrastination literally vanished within that one session, because the procrastination was only there to stop her from getting busy in her business so she can be on alert to get one of her mom's calls. Except that now she was 32, she wasn't 17, and the alcoholic thing was no longer uh in scope now let's move on to the three three stories about how we are afraid of success so many people think they are afraid of failure but many of us are subconsciously afraid of success if you have a strong sense of justice if you are an empath if it really hurts your heart and soul to thrive while others are desperately trying and failing, which is something I had to do so much work and releasing on, you might be sabotaging your success because when you have more than others and you have an injustice wound, which many of us do, 
you will feel bad for doing better than others. You will feel like you are abandoning people who are very close to you, maybe probably your parents or your siblings, maybe your partner, maybe your friends. You are abandoning them and leaving them behind while you get to enjoy the niceties of life. And it feels so bad to leave them behind because you were once in that position where you wished that you could get out of your own way or you wished you could get something better and you know the pain of not getting it, that for you it's even more painful to have what others don't. So you sabotage your success, especially if you have a tendency to feel overly responsible for other people's happiness, which I could write a book about because I'm so familiar with that feeling that I'm finally... Uh, am completely releasing. So fear of success, paradoxically, is if not more common, as popular as fear of failure. So I had a client who, each time she made more money, something happened. The dishwasher broke down, her family came for a surprise visit for two weeks and she couldn't work a single minute in her business. There was like this unexpected tax bill that showed up. She would just become ill and couldn't work anymore just before the launch. Like there's always something that sabotaged her keeping up with the money or making more money. And when we scratched below the surface to uncover the hidden part of the iceberg, we discovered that when she was 18, she used to compete in the sport she was really, really talented at. And she was so talented that she eventually moved up in the pyramid of her sport. Like she moved up a category because she had won so much that she was just put in a higher, more competitive category. And that meant that she lost all of her friends. And one of the things that she loved about her sport, rather than the sport itself, was to hang out with her friends at sport. And they had like a great social circle. So for her, and she had won money uh, at these competitions. So for her, winning the money meant losing the friends and what mattered the most to her especially because at home it wasn't easy she had just like moved to this new part of the country and her sport and her friends at sport was her only escape there was that was her safe safe space excuse me and what made her happy and when she won the competitions and had success and made money she lost it all so her mind basically remembered the information when I'm successful and when I, when I make money, I lose what is the most important to me. So each time she made more money, she sabotaged it. I had another client who lost several family members and it always coincided with some form of success. So either one got a promotion or they upgraded to like a new house. Like each time there was more money, more success or more abundance or more of something, uh, someone died, which is horrible and very tragic and very sad. I guess her soul had a lot to clear in this lifetime. Um, And it was so interesting because when I asked her mind why it didn't feel safe to have more, because, you know, more money is more safety, more guarantees, you don't have to worry about bills, etc. She said, well, if I have it all and I lose it, I'm going to feel like a failure. And my stepdad, who always told me that I'm a failure and I would not amount to anything, would be right. And it doesn't make any sense on a logical level, because if you're trying to build your business and your mind is sabotaging you, you kind of feel like a failure because you're not reaching your goals, right? So that's a form of failure. But for her mind, 
having it and losing it was way worse than not having it in the first place. Kind of like if I told you, would you prefer always riding a bicycle or would you prefer riding a bicycle than upgrading to a private, air-conditioned, beautiful SUV that you love, but then losing it and having to go back to the bicycle? Many people would say, I would rather never have the air-conditioned SUV because at least I don't know what I'm missing. Um, And we've all said this in some shape or form. Oh, I'd rather not have it because I'm going to get used to it. And if I lose it, it's going to be so tragic. Tragic is a strong word and we use it very light toned, but our mind still encodes it as a strong word. So for her, the potential of having success but not being able to sustain it and lose it was so painful because it would strengthen the pain and belief around my horrible stepdad would be right when he said that I would never amount to anything and that even when I'm successful, I can never keep it because I'm too stupid, which is not a very nice thing to say to a stepkid, but that's what step parents from hell are made of, I guess. So extremely, extremely interesting. I'm going to talk about guilt for this has been going on for 28 minutes already. Um, if anything, I hope that Maybe some of these examples could be a bit of an eye-opener for yourself, and I highly recommend you journal on some of these things that are resonating. I have two more examples, uh, and then I will move to talking, move on to talking about the one-on-one mentorship. So I had this client who came to me for guilt. She had crippling guilt, and she just heard me mention in one of my workshops the power of guilt to sabotage anything that we want. Because guilt is the one of the only emotions that is turned against us. So when we're sad, we're sad at someone or something. When we're frustrated or angry, it's at someone or something. When we feel guilty, it's because something we have done or failed to do, have not done or said or didn't say or should have done. And to make it right, our mind will sabotage our success or sabotage something we really want or make us unhealthy or stop us from healing in an attempt to kind of make things right towards what we didn't do right in the past. So guilt is a very important emotion to release, A-S-A-S-A-S-A-P, if you feel that you've been stagnating. So she came to me, the guilt was about how she had acted in a past relationship with an ex-partner, she felt horrible about that, she, now that she was more enlightened and had read a lot of books, you know, about inner work and done all of the work, she realized how toxic that uh, ex-relationship was and how toxic she was. And she felt horrible 20 years later. And you could see it on her face. She looked like a gray cloud. She looked like she had the weight of the world on her shoulders. So we worked on the guilt um, and did a lot of reframes. And some of you might think, well, I deserve to feel guilty because what I did was so horrible. Or if I don't feel guilty anymore, it's going to mean that what I did wasn't bad. And that is just not true and it's not useful. And guilt is not going to make you grow and it's not going to make the other person grow. And it's actually going to keep both of you stuck energetically because you're expending so much energy on feeling bad about someone that that someone is going to feel it and think that you have a reason to feel bad about them because they're less than. So it's really not a helpful emotion. So we did two sessions on the extreme guilt that she had felt, did a lot of reframes that you know it takes two to tango, so if they were both in a very toxic relationship, it's because he also had toxic traits, otherwise he would have left her. 
and that, you know, at that time, they needed each other to understand things or they just, on a vibrational level, were an energetic match. And if it wasn't him, it would have been someone else. And there is no point trying to fight against that because that's just how things are. When you are unhealed and have trigger points, you will always find someone or something to trigger your trigger points until you heal them. So there's no point regretting, you know, treating someone or meeting someone and making their life miserable because it, it could only happen that way based on your trigger points and what was unhealed within you. So long story short, we cleared the guilt, even though she didn't think it was possible, and we set the intention of clearing at least 10% of the guilt because she didn't even think it was possible to be guilt-free about this. She was, after two sessions, because I'm really good at EFT and she was ready to be free. And within, I think it was two or three months later, she sent me this Voxer and I was so ecstatic. She said, I have manifested this outstanding, outstanding opportunity to publish a, publish a book, which usually the protocol in order to even get considered as a publisher in that uh, publishing house is like 50 kilometers long. There's so many steps, so many criteria, so many things and conditions you have to fulfill. And she just happens to be at this woo-woo conference where she met someone who really vibed with her and worked for the publishing house. And they're like, listen, if you can send a 100-page draft by, you know, the end of I don't know when, uh, we will we will like put you through the the entire publishing process as if you were one of the last candidates that we would um, consider for a book. So she manifested this massive massive opportunity once we cleared the guilt, and she looked and still looks like a completely different person. She's full of light. She, it's like she's been rebirthed, like a phoenix rising from the ashes. It might sound a bit intense, but it's literally that. Like, her energy was so heavy. You could feel it, you could see it. And now she's just this light who's like a beautiful soul, magnificent magnificent soul who is living her human experience on this earth, liberated and free from all of that guilt. And it was so beautiful to witness. Last but not least, because this is a very frequent thing that might be relevant to you, and maybe your ego or part of you might have a lot of resistance to hear this because it's not easy to hear, but it would not be it would be a disservice to you for me not to mention that, so I'm going to mention it. So I have this client who built an empire. Like I'm not going to give details because a lot of people know her. She built an empire. She's like one of the top 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 people in her niches like she's she's known and very well established uh, in what she does like I met her in Switzerland at a women in business thing conference like blah blah told her what I did and eventually came to work with me six months after we met and the deal with her was her business was again completely stagnating after having reached like stratospherical levels and she was like I don't know what's going on it's probably like a self-worth problem so I was like yeah fair enough like it's probably something about self-worth so here we go on a self-worth journey we do hypnosis we do EFT to go back to the root cause of why part of her didn't feel worthy of the money and yes, we got to stuff, and yes, it kind of made sense, but nothing really felt like we were hitting the nail on the head. And I was like, what is going on here? Like, this just, 
it seems like we are floating in the shallow end of the pool. And eventually, we discovered that the problem was her partner. Hello, how many times have I had one-on-one clients who didn't have a problem, but who had a problematic partner? And once the partner was gone, so were the problems. So it doesn't necessarily mean that your partner is mean or abusive, which could totally be the case. But it's usually someone who would not really like it if you made more money than them. It's someone who kind of likes the idea that you're not shining brighter than them. It's someone who is a narcissist or who has unhealed patterns that doesn't allow him or her to fully support you. So for her, it was her partner and sister who were both complete narcissists and who would have gone ballistic if she's consistently and sustainably made more money than them. And that month when she went way above, she just understood that it was a very, very unsafe place to be and immediately everything started stagnating, sabotaging itself and digressing. Like the emails were not getting opened anymore. Her engagement rate completely tanked. People who had said yes to a program suddenly said no. Like it's as if the stars aligned themselves for everything to go wrong. And this is a very strong indicator that there is a deeper desire that we are not aware of. So the deep desire might be, I need to feel safe. I don't want to make anyone upset. That's the deep desire, the unconscious desire, while the conscious desire is, I want to make money. If the deep unconscious desire is stronger or would be better for your safety, it will always win. So we realized that the partner was the problem, the sister was the problem, and it felt extremely unsafe for her to grow her business, and it felt unsafe for her children too, because she just intuitively knew that, she didn't know it yet, but it turned out to be true that her partner could lose his shit, and eventually he did. Uh, And I think it was another six months later, after we had stopped working together, she knew what she had to do, but she didn't feel ready yet where her ex-partner went ballistic, destroyed everything, became physically violent, and that was, thank God, she has the, she had the strength for her children to leave um, before she, you know, was hurt, which would absolutely have happened when you see the state of the apartment after her ex-partner went ballistic and basically destroyed everything that was on his path. And very happily, she is now with someone else who is absolutely extraordinary. We did some further healing work on attracting, you know, a worthy partner that would support her. Her business is higher than it ever was before. She's making the money. She's happy. Her children are happy. And the ex-partner is out of the picture. So I've seen it time and time again, even if it might not be an extreme example like this, where someone becomes physically violent, that there are many, many cases that I've seen where you might feel deep down that your relationship is not going to survive you making more money and bringing your business to a whole new level because your partner would become jealous or insecure. Maybe he's made comments or maybe he has a very subtle tendency that when you're shining a bit too bright, he puts you down or he says something that doesn't make you feel good or that makes you doubt instead of strengthen your confidence that makes you feel a bit worse about yourself or dims your excitement instead of bringing your excitement and happiness up. So maybe, I don't know, you went to the amusement park and had had the time of your life with your friends and had cotton candy and you're telling 
your partner about your day and he says something like cotton candy that's ridiculous it's for children and instead of hyping you up and being happy for the great day you had he is just finding a way he or she is just finding a way to dim your light and the message is if i shine too bright if i'm too successful if i make too much money this is only going to get worse so i invite you to explore that possibility okay we're done with the case studies if you can relate to a lot of this then you would probably be absolutely perfect for the one-on-one mentorship so the one-on-one mentorship is perfect for you if either you have started your business recently, it's growing well and you want to make sure to sustain the growth and keep growing and scaling without working more, without burning out and without everything crumbling down because it can be a bit overwhelming when we are growing fast, which was definitely my case when my bank account exploded three years ago uh, after some success and I hurried myself up into one mentorship program to stabilize it all, which I'm so glad I did. You might be very successful and kind of fully booked with your one-on-one clients. You don't have the time you wanted to have and the freedom you wanted to have. So you want to diversify your product suite. You want to build the foundations for a business that can sustain itself more without your one-on-one presence. So you can more make more money, have more time and not be as involved uh, in terms of your time. So you can do the things that you really love. It's also for you if you've been stagnating after experiencing success and you're like, what is going on? And when we stagnate and when we reach a top and we can't seem to get there again, when we start riding the income or success roller coaster, or when something just doesn't move, it is always, always, always an energetic thing and never a strategic problem. That's what I saw time and time again in my own business and with my clients. So there was the first phase where I I was stuck between making about $400 to $1,200 in my first eight months of business. I would never make more. I was always broke. I had to use my savings to pay for my bills. And then I realized that I felt overly responsible for clients' results. I didn't believe that premium clients would ever pay me premium prices And I had a massive receiving block where I felt that if I allow myself to receive money, people will not like me anymore because my entire life I had been an overgiver. When I cleared and healed that through EFT and hypnosis, I started making bank and attracting high-ticket clients. Then I had another stagnation phase where I was getting a few high-ticket clients, which was nice, but nothing like abundant levels. I wasn't making the big money. So again, I did hypnosis and I realized that I had a feeling based on my dating experience when I was younger that people like me, but they never commit to me. So I thought that clients like me, but they never stick around and commit to me with their money. Once we cleared that, I had a 25k launch. And then I had a bunch of other launches which were super successful, but I was completely stuck in selling anything above $4,000. I was convinced that I didn't have the audience that would buy something like that because the most expensive package I had ever sold was a mastermind for $3,600, no, $3,600 and a one-on-one program for $4,300. So I was like, my people are used to these prices. Like, I don't have anyone else who can afford anything more. Like, where do I find these people who pay 10 k or 15 k Like, wouldn't it be nice to have one client who pays you 10 k instead of having to find 10 clients who pay you 1 k So I had this massive belief that I couldn't find them, they were not there, and this massive fear 
of, oh my God, if someone pays me that amount of money, I'm responsible for their results. What if they pay me $10,000 and are deeply disappointed in my program? And the fear was crippling. It reminded me of all of the times where I wanted to save my parents and I felt bad for them and they feel bad for themselves. And all of my efforts would do nothing to make them feel better because obviously I cannot make someone else feel better, especially when I'm a kid. So I had internalized the message, well, you can never change anything for other people. And I thought that too for my clients. So once I cleared that, I filled up my 12 spots, 11 spots of my mastermind at $10,000 and had a $106,000 launch, which was very fun and great money to have. And then everything crumbled down two years later when I stagnated in my business for eight full months until I discovered that during all of that time, I thought that my self-worth was only derived from my success and my net worth and people would only like me, respect me and want to work with me if I was making big money. So I had to heal that at a deep level, which was a lot around abandonment work too and abandonment trauma and not feeling worthy for who I was, but rather feeling I always had to do and provide and be the best, etc. And once that was cleared, I started to make money again. So I've been there, I've done that, and now I want the same for you. So in a nutshell, let's talk about you now. This program, the mentorship program, is perfect for you if... You want to be spending more time enjoying your life. We all remember that time when we decided to start a business to have more income and more freedom. And the truth is that as a business owner, it is difficult to separate our business and the rest of our life because we're constantly thinking about it. So if you've been feeling that there's been a bit much too too much overwhelm or overthinking or a bit too much pressure or this constant feeling of, am I doing this right? Am I doing enough? Is something blocking me? Is my mindset in the right place? Etc. Etc. The mentorship is perfect because you can outsource all of that to me. You outsource the worry, the overwhelm, the confusion, or the doubt, uh, as well as all of the inner work that I absolutely love doing. So then we can really allow you to fully express your genius, your potential, and what you're already so good at doing. We are expanding all of that potential, that drive, that motivation, and you're receiving powers and creation powers so that you can create and live more life out of life and have the luxury and flexibility of if you want to take one week off because you just saw this breathwork retreat in Poland in the forest when it's snowing and it's really appealing to you to hang out with Wim Hof for a week or you want to go to a Dr. Joe Dispenza meditation retreat or you've just seen this painting course and you want to turn into Bob Ross or you've had your eyes on a new vehicle or a handbag or this very nice vacation at the four season instead of thinking well maybe I'll be able to do that one day Once I get out of my own way, we actually clear the stuff that's been blocking or resisting this manifestation from fully coming to you, and we make sure that you also have crystal clarity on the actions that need to be taken, on the plan, or where the business is going, on does it make sense to launch or sell this, is this aligned with my values and the time freedom I want, 
are you selling at price X because it feels aligned or because you're scared, which ultimately will stop working. So all of these things, when we transform from within, have so many positive ripple effects on your life. And we know this and you know this. It's not, oh, I will change my circumstances and then I feel so good about myself and my life. It's first, I feel good from within. I heal from within. I let go of sabotaging patterns, trauma, uh, or stuff from the past that makes it unsafe to expand, to be more, to have more, to shine brighter. And once we can do the inner work, your outer world will automatically shift. So if you want to have a partner in crime in your business, a second pair of eyes on everything, your biggest hype person who adores your vision as much as you adore it, without saying stuff like, you need to be realistic, this is not going to happen. <laughs> Uh, and instead of that, me saying, you can go bigger, girl, we can make this happen. If you want someone who can lovingly kick yourself in the ass when it's necessary and provide nurture and a safe, safe space to express whatever you need to express or share, that is perfect uh, and exactly what you'll get in the mentorship program. If you want a second pair of eyes to see your blind spots, uh, that you can see yourself to express your zone of genius even more so you can thrive. If you want clarity on what the next 3, 6 or 12 months are going to look like. And also, which has been a significant part of my journey recently, if you want to soften and be more in flow and in the flow of receiving, so receiving mode rather than do, do, work, work more and struggle, struggle more, which there's nothing work wrong with going full in when we are captivated, fascinated and excited about something we are creating. When we are in birthing mode, you know, when you are giving birth to a baby, you want to be full in on those pushes and making sure that baby comes out just like your next program or launch can come out but we also want to let go and permanently break up with all of these notions that I need to deserve the wealth by working more and it being hard and me suffering or just being able to relax in the downtime which is what so many people have shared and what I have experienced where when you have time off, you're not fully able to relax because your mind is thinking of, I should be doing more, I'm feeling guilty about not doing more, what if I could be doing more, is all of this working, is there something I'm missing, blah blah blah, instead of just turning your brain off and relaxing. So this is what the mentorship is about and I am so excited about supporting you if this is resonating with you. This mentorship program is not for you if the investment is triggering fight or flight. So this is, you know, all of the people who say you have to go full in, you have to make scary decisions. I completely agree with that. But there is a limit between a scary decision that feels exciting and expansive, which in which case you should absolutely do it, and a scary decision that each time you need to make a payment or if you pay in full when you pay in full, puts you in so much stress that your fight or flight system is activated and each time you think about how much money you've invested you're panicking and regretting and resenting this program is not for you at least not for you at this time in your journey of course if you don't take action and like to complain and blame everything on everyone else or if you believe that hustle work and you believe that the only way to be successful in your business is by optimizing your click funnel funnel or by increasing the split tests on all of your opt-in pages, 
while I completely believe in those approach, even though I think it's a bit more masculine, there are amazing coaches out there who can help you with that, but I am not one of them. So I hope that this was really helpful to paint the picture um, and give you the vibe of what it looks like to be in the one-on-one mentorship. It's having your business bestie with you 24-7, well, almost 24-7, most time of the week when you can text me whenever you want on Boxer. When you have a question, even if it's not business-related, I have so many of my one-on-one mentorship clients who text me about, you know, them being massively triggered at the Sunday brunch because their aunt or their mom said something that was really inappropriate. I do a lot of work on healing the inner child or healing from past trauma or neglect from parents that were just not there for us in the way we needed that, on abandonment, all of these things that we think are not necessarily related to business but absolutely are, or the fear that we will lose our circle, our family, our friends if we rise and shine too bright or if we start making too much money. All of these things are very much relevant in the scope of expanding uh, a business. And I always say money is energy and money is an expanding energy. So whatever is already there will expand when more money comes in or when we want more money. Meaning that my insecurity around my net worth is only... Uh, my net worth is equal my net my self-worth, excuse me, my self-worth equals my net worth. I had this pressure of always having to perform, always have to prove the world that I was making enough in order to feel worthy and in order for people to want to work with me. And that, you know, was fine until I started making more and more money, which just expanded that shadow that I hadn't integrated and that trauma and unworthiness that I hadn't fully dealt with until it came to a head and it completely blocked me. Likewise, you know, if we're terrified that people will abandon us if we're too successful, the more money comes in, the more it's going to expand the fear and the more it's going to get triggered and sabotage our results. But in the same way that if you are a very kind and generous soul who absolutely love to see people thrive, more money will also mean that you will have more resources, more time, and more freedom to diversify your product suite, to help more people in the way you want to help them. One of the things I like doing is I occasionally browse GoFundMe pages, and when there's a story that really touches me, I just give money there, and it feels so good, right? So money is an expander. And I want you to expand your life in all sorts of ways, whether that's your relationships, your finances, your wealth, uh, expanding from economy to business or first class, from the Airbnb to the Four Seasons, all these things uh, that can be very much appreciated and make us feel very nice and good, having a massage, a facial, investing in, you know, high quality organic products for your hair, whatever that might be. And the one-on-one mentorship is exactly what will give you that and open a lot of doors to access that Uh, and as we expand the unhealed stuff stuff expands too and this is why it's so important to deal with it clear it release it so you can move forward without the need of your fight or flight system or limbic system to pull you back to what it considers safe so we are expanding the healing as you're expanding the wealth which means you can sustain it in the very long run So this is it for this episode. I hope this was really helpful. And if you are interested or if you have any questions about the mentorship, if you're wondering whether or not this is the right program for you, you can simply send me a DM on Instagram. There's going to be a link in the show notes 
uh, and you can click on the um, the Canva page that will let you know everything that uh, like all the details and the nitty-gritty of what's included in uh, the three and six month version if you want a longer mentorship program I do have a client now who wants 12 months that is absolutely something you can do so just reach out to me let me know more about yourself and your business and your goals and we will come up with something that is the best fitted to get you there as fast as possible so thank you so much for listening um, and I might see you in the mentorship <laughs> bye Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's podcast. Now, if you want to experience the full power of your subconscious mind to manifest more abundance and more clients towards you while you sleep, I've got a gift for you. The Abundance Hypnosis Recording. It will help you let go of imposter syndrome and money blocks directly at the subconscious level and rewire your mind to energetically attract and manifest more abundance in clients. This recording has already helped thousands of women let go of deep-seated limiting beliefs and negative blueprints they didn't even know they had. And all you have to do is go to inaspadar.ch slash abundance recording in one word. And of course, all of this is in the show notes. So see you next time on the Imposter Syndrome Terminator podcast.